Yes, we are live. Real Kipper and Bourne, Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus. From 4 to 6, Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandale, Jen Rolick. Same cast and character on a Friday. Our first official off-the-rails Friday. You don't count the, the last season. one? What did we do on... We, uh, we weren't in the studio. No, no one listened. That, that Doesn't was, count. That was a weird one. Why do we do that? <laughs> ah, get all count. the summer takes off our chest, <laughs> I guess. So that means only one thing. Doug McLean will join us. So there's a rumor. We'll see Doug today. You wanna, for those watching on Sportsnet 360, yes. you will see him. You want to take bets on Sportsnet how now, fast plus. Doug oh, yeah. McLean tells us... Um, how well his book is selling or how, where it ranks on right. the book charts and all that. How, yeah. Give me an over-under on uh, seven seconds. Oh, hard under. <laughs> under, <laughs> under, but I consider that fair payment for what we've paid him over the years to yes. be on the show, so he's allowed to plug yes. a couple of things. All right, and uh, in the second hour on our national show, we'll welcome in Billy Guerin. You just have him as well general manager which is true sammy it's true but you know when a man in the in the lineup on the other side if you flip it over yeah kipper it says bill Guerin, former nhler 1263 games 429 goals 427 assists yeah it's all good an absolute mutant on the ice yeah it's all good but you didn't add president of hockey ops you got a you got a promotion is that right this summer yeah, I was on the golf course, buddy. I don't know what to yeah. tell you. Sorry. <laughs> so he got uh, what Doug McLean describes as um, that that buffer job uh-huh. that uh, eventually you end up hiring a general manager, but it's a fake general manager. Yeah. And you're still really the general manager. Now, he has the GM title now, but... You really want to put a guy there that you can point the finger at if you need to. It's like being a tenured <laughs> professor in a way. Like, you can't get fired. You're doing the making the decisions. So, sure, when you decide you need a change, you hire someone to be you and keep being you. If it isn't enough that it's off the rails Friday for us, mm. it's also Friday the 13th. Yeah. Are you guys uh, superstitious? Yes. You are? Very. What do you mean yes and very? Well, I think... <sighs> One of my, like, pillar takes as a sports fan, if you're not superstitious, you're not, like, a real fan. You know? <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I think especially, especially... So are we talking same underwear if the Leafs are up in a series? No, more... I don't think of it as much in hockey, but definitely baseball is a very superstitious sport. But, yeah, I have little There's things. nothing more self-absorbed than, no, like, oh, that. I got off Give the couch and then the team started to no, win like, or this lose. Is, so I watched the games you're, and the... You're pissing off the people that love you. Like, this is... And core belief with sports fandom is that, you know, for example, okay, uh, during the but 20... No, you, that's, here's what you have it wrong. These people know it's stupid. It's okay that they know, know it. They it. still do it. They I know it's aware stupid. it's dumb. But, like, during the 2015 playoffs, we watched the bat flip at a really good bar, J.D. Bunkus and myself. And then on the, we went to the wild card game the next year, and we went to that bar. We went to the place that we sat for that game. And we went and we had a beer in that spot because we thought it would bring good luck. And they happened to win the game on a walk-off. So they did have good luck. There are millions of households that hold 
somebody in that room accountable on what's going on. I still, oh, yeah. I still blame field. my like, mom for 2014 when they collapsed because she called me when they were up 4-1. So it was her fault. 100%. Oh, yeah, people booked flights to New well, York. I was like, I why, think would you call me? why would you call me? <laughs> yeah. Was my exact response. That's yeah. the type of energy we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that's there's a there's a greater being uh, out there. A drive to the rink, uh, an, a meal. That I had you a ate. routine, but that's part of like a swing, you know, like your pre-shot routine where you have a trigger to get you yeah. in the right frame to play. Mm. I think I'm with you, and I'm not superstitious, but every once in a while, I say, "Why take the chance?" <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, listen, I've been, I know the logical thing, and I've said the logical thing. I can't say I don't have moments where I'm like, eh, okay, maybe oh. I should. I just think you should do everything that helps you in your power to b- put yourself in the right mindset. Like, I stopped going yeah. to a certain establishment that I used to love to watch big games because every time I went to a game there to watch a game, they lost. The, my team lost. So I was like 0-5 oh, at that bar. Some How bars could, just doing everything right to attract customers. Why would I go back? Service, Can't keep great food, why would I go, No, why would I go <laughs> right? back? It wasn't just Leafs. I went, like, for World Juniors. Leafs, Jays, Raps, they lost every game with them. Hey, today is, we're going to take text at the end of the oh, show, yeah. text 590-590. Uh, we'd love to get your opinion on this, which yes. is, you know, get a load of Sammy over here is all I have to say. That's, that's a little off the rails. I, Fitting for a Friday. I love superstitious stuff. All right. <laughs> you know, the other, uh, and I don't know where you guys want to fit this in the next two hours, but this conversation uh, about media in locker rooms or dressing rooms. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, based on uh, the playoffs in baseball with uh, Bryce Harper, correct, Sammy? Yeah, I watched uh, I watched a little bit of the Sabres and Rangers last night, but I watched mostly yeah. Phillies and Braves. Yeah, there's a big controversy between what's public domain and what's said in the clubhouse. And there was somebody that might have said, attaboy Harper, after he made a mistake in game two. It was reported. People are taking heat for it. There's a conversation on both sides. And I just thought... Pretty fascinating conversation across all sports. Both you guys have been in locker rooms. Very relevant for hockey, yeah, for sure. So I don't know if we want to have that now. That? Or do you yeah, want to we'll, 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 we'll take that into the second hour. Okay. Boy. Um, I would do a lot of dirty, unforgivable things to have the Phillies roster be the Jays roster. Yeah, it's a pretty fun team. Just, they got that dog in them. So that and <laughs> they do. Bill Guerin in, in the second hour. And, of course, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are facing Bill Guerin's Minnesota Wild, who are coming off a pretty good win albeit on the backs of uh, their goaltender in a 2 nothing win last night. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are getting ready to face that Minnesota Wild team. And we started a conversation coming off of their win against the Montreal Canadiens. So let's just pick it up where we left it off with Samsonov. And uh, do you uh, go with the superstition that he won? So play right. Saturday night. That is a relevant question. Do you believe in, in roster decisions also being superstitious? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Well, uh, I don't change a winning lineup. And I think that's what happened. It yeah. happened last year during the playoffs. When Bunting didn't get back in after they won the game and then they lost the oh, next one. we can go down a, a long road yeah. on changing the lineup Are from you, stars or... Do you believe in don't change a lineup, win or lose? Or sorry, win and just you can't no, change it? No, no put your best if, players in the lineup. Yes, uh, but I also believe that if, if someone contributed to that and it, there's a good energy around certain players, you don't pull them out. Yeah. And sometimes it... It falls into the don't fix what ain't broken right now. You know, maybe this is my own experience as an AHL healthy scratch, but, you know, spending time in the press box and knowing that the guy that you're trying to get in above 
playing poorly, but the team is winning, so they don't want to change the lineup to me was always so infuriating. It was like, what are we doing here? Is this, you know, is this superstition? Or are we trying to dress the best lineups? And seeing that happen over the years has been like, it's an old hockey mentality. You don't change the lineup. And that just, to me, never worked. Never okay. made sense. You want to go to a, a Kipper's Clipper here on uh, the goaltending plan yeah. going into this weekend? Absolutely. And it was our own Luke Fox that asked the question, and one that we've been talking about on the show to start the year. So it's a, it's Luke, a good one. To start this is clip two on the goaltending plan. Uh, not necessarily, no. Uh, other than to say I expect it to be pretty similar to last year, which, uh, you know, as we know, was broken up a lot with injuries to, to both our goalies. But, uh, you know, I the schedule being what it is, you have to use both guys, and uh, and we will. I mean, but we'll you know we'll look at the schedule and, and kind of take it. Uh, you know, we'll make a plan to take it a day at a time as we go through it. Yeah, of course, because it's Friday and we haven't started that plan yet. No. but we'll let you know as soon as we we'll make that there. plan. Yeah, we're going to make a plan, but take it day at a time. Okay, what is that? What are we reading into Sheldon Keefe with that comment? Because that is just avoiding any mm-hmm. type of commitment to Samsonov. That's what I got out of that clip. Really? Yes. Yeah. What can... would be the point in avoiding that commitment at this point of the season? Well, how about having a lousy training camp? And how about not being ready to start the season at home mm-hmm. against a team we expect to not make the playoffs? How about that as a reason? Mid. You know, I wonder if, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there is not some... Little piece of Sheldon Keefe that was tired of holding his tongue in past years about guys and not being critical. Like, he went out there last year, and if anyone played bad, he went out there and defended them, Mm -hmm. you know, to the end of the earth. And I'm curious this season if maybe we'll see stuff like this where it's like, what am I going to hand it to Samsonov for? What is the point in that? Why not let him know? Well, we don't know. Maybe this is exactly what you're talking about, and it's not necessarily what you said, but it's what you're not saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, is that we need, we're, we're looking for more. He needs to earn it, you know, for us to say it's just going to be his. So they're going to go can, with him tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, it's a conf- it's confirmed starter. Oh, it is, yeah. okay. Yeah. Samsonov's already yes. confirmed, confirmed starter. Yeah. Night, but yeah. he won't give it the, the vote of confidence when he was asked. Game two, I love it. To right? me, to me if he, well, to me, if he's confident, he goes, well, I mean, Samsonov's our starter. He's yeah. our starting goalie. We're going to treat him like a starting yes. goalie. I'll tell you. He did that for Matt Murray last year this time. 100% he okay. did. They loved it Matt was Murray. not even <laughs> loved him. questioned. Mm-hmm. And I fully supported it last season because one guy won Stanley Cups. And I don't care if it was like five years ago. He'd been there. And the other guy was a former first rounder that the Washington Capitals didn't even qualify to retain his rights. They actually walked him out the door and said, we're not interested anymore. So that made sense. Yeah. Uh, You know, it it is a good, uh, you know, I like we talked earlier about it being uh, a meritocracy and how Fraser Minton just kept playing himself into lineups. I'd like to see the goalie position work like that this year. Not necessarily win and you're in, because Samsonov gave up five goals and wasn't very good the other night. But I think you give him the leash early, get a couple of games, whatever, and at a certain point, maybe it's November, whoever's playing well is going to play. If this thing bounces back and forth... What are they going to do if Samsonov's not a starter? Okay. That's exactly like it, it. It's 
In theory, it sounds like it's competitive and it's a good thing, what you just mentioned. But if if we're having these types of conversations in December or January, there won't be enough time for Samsonov or even Wall to convince people that you're you're the guy that's now going to lead this team to a Stanley Cup this well, season. The, here's the problem. If Samsonov is not... So I have an article today on Sportsnet. It's, called, it's about the what-ifs for the Leafs season. After one game, just what-if. And one of the what-ifs is what if Samsonov is not the guy. There's no scenario to me. Let's say J- J- Joseph Wall is a 925 save percentage guy over 30-some games this year. There's still no way to me they would say he's our starting goalie in playoffs. No disrespect to the person at all, just that he's a 23-year-old rookie. And, like, you're going to hinge this whole Leafs thing, everything they've built on a guy who hasn't been there, hasn't played in those games, played in one game in the playoffs. But, like, they're pro- if Samsonov's yeah. not the guy, they're going to end up getting another guy. Are they not? Well, 25, by the way. The 25 yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. They, they, yeah, will, yeah. they would have to. And, hey, Martin Jones may be their best goaltender in, in training camp. I mean, but he was in training camp. Yeah. You'll never think that he would be an answer. Like you're, you'd be nuts to think well, that he would weird, be an answer. Though. Like Jones you, you, has been a guy he, in the he, league before. He, he could be an he, answer. No, no, I know. He could I know. Be, I feel he the could same be way. an answer for for stints, yeah. and he can plug a hole maybe for a couple of weeks. He was great for the Kraken last year for like a month, and then it kind of went sour. And listen, there's a long list of of serviceable NHL goaltenders, including James Reimer, who's in Detroit that can play that that window. But give him the definitive, you're our guy, and it changes for these guys between the ears. You know, the one of the worst things, I think, for a lot of teams is that they can point at the last two cup champions and go, well, it was Grubauer. Grubauer won. Like, he, who was he? And, and it's Aiden Hill. You don't need a guy. You just need someone who's okay. And then you go back farther, and it's Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky, Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, it's... I, I'm concerned that teams think that uh, you know goaltending is the new running back in the NFL where you just kind of need one who can kind of do it, where it probably deserves a little bit more respect as a position than that. Well, if we think we're going to get Philip uh, Gustafson coming off a shutout, 40-plus uh, saves, 41. 41 saves last night in their 2 nothing win, it's a, it's a pretty big challenge for Samsonov 200 feet away. Do you know how they got him, Sam? What was the? How did they end up with Gustafson for Talbot? Talbot. They yeah. traded Talbot to yeah. Ottawa to get him. Right. That was. Those were the two principles. I can look up the exact trade, but yeah. So Ottawa moves on from Gustafson. Yeah. And then you know disaster yeah. net, and they end up giving Corpusalo all that money. Yeah. Gustafson's been awesome since. You'd be hard pressed to find a worse trade. I mean that than that one for Ottawa and Pierre Dorian. Bad one. Okay. And Minnesota just signed Gustafson right. to three years times. It was one for one. Straight one up. for one, straight Disaster up. Disaster yeah. of a trade. The kid's 25 now, so they traded him at 23, and for, he had a good year under his belt, what, too. a 33-year-old, 34-year-old? Like, where do you – there's only upside for one team in this trade, and it's the guy that – we're going to talk to in the in the next hour here, Bill Guerin. There's like, only upside for him. And Ottawa was, what, going all in? Like, they didn't want to They think big picture with their young core that maybe this guy could have been something long-term for them. Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't like he was a 
eighth round pick. He was a second round pick by the Penguins. Like he had pedigree. It, you know, they gave up on him pretty early. That's, yeah, I think that's he a, had a nine twenty. He had a good season so, before the year that wasn't good when they traded him. Twenty twenty one, he was pretty good. Like they played nine games. He had a nine thirty three. It's hard to really right, parse okay. nine games yet. But then the next year, he was uh, he had eighteen games. He was eight ninety two. They traded him. Yeah, he was in Belleville nine fifteen in Belleville. They traded him. He was nine thirty one last year. In the NHL. Yeah, in yeah. 39 games. Not right. 210 goals against. Whoopsies. We'll, uh, yep. we'll anticipate that goaltending matchup yeah. uh, Saturday night. Uh, moving on, heard a little bit more from Ryan Reeves today, didn't we not? By the way, you guys know we're eventually getting replaced by him. He's going to have a podcast or yeah. something. This guy loves to talk. Is there, any, is there any Listen. NHLers that have a podcast? Because well, every guy in every other sport has a podcast. I know. Well, the season's going yes. on, they have podcasts. Yeah. It's going to be Reeves. That's just the magic of being a Toronto Maple Leaf. I can speak of it. Yeah, I'm sure. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. You're like, hello, I'm relevant now. You're literally... Yeah. Run a few people over. <laughs> Say a few words. Get yeah. yourself on TV. Yeah. No, the part of, I'm sure, his exit strategy is, uh, is one of the number of reasons he wanted to sign for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But uh, I think there's a reason why he's probably feeling a, a pretty good today. Uh no, there was a, a contribution. There was uh, a noticeable difference in what we've seen in the past few years and a uh, different energy. Yeah, great start. And, yeah, so you can see he's always a confident guy, but you can see why he was feeling himself a little bit today. So they asked him a few questions. And, well, and, like, I didn't even put the clip in here because we've played a clip from Keith about Reeves every day. Yeah. And, again, he was out. He's like, I'm thrilled. Like, he was like, I'm thrilled, whatever yeah. that draw. Yeah, it was him. He's yeah. another soliloquy about how much he loves reefs it just is the thing that is more damning to me than it is positive is that they've just been how long that they haven't had a guy like that's like a big personality guy yeah, yeah. right well, they had like, joe thornton yeah but uh, it's a different type of thing like he's coming in here and oh, it's coming pretty hot it's the same conversation you talk about with fourth liners thinking their first liners yeah. right where he probably thought he was still the best player on the team it's a different energy but yeah yeah and listen i mean there's gonna be days when Austin Matthews, you know, Mitch Marner, Willie Tavares. They're like, God, do I have to talk it to the same guys over and over again? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, in many ways, I said sometimes you got to be, you got to be a little careful that certain guys don't suck out too much of the oxygen in the mm-hmm. dressing room uh, because that's a, that's something that's always watched amongst 20 guys. Who's getting the attention? Who's not? Especially in a market like this. But, hey, there's going to be some times when those those type of players, the star players, will be happy to keep the flies off of them and, you know, go go talk to go talk to uh, Ryan Reeves, right, it, today. It, it did bug me in the dressing room, though. Like, the guy that constantly needed attention and needed to be we heard. We know who they are attention. in the room. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it drove me nuts having guys like that. I'm like, all right, you're there. You're with everyone all the time. I mean, you're on the bus, you're in the hotel, you're in the rink, you're practicing, you're doing video. And the one guy who just is always talking used to drive me crazy. So I'm sure guys will feel different Maybe differently about Reeves. They should have approached the pre-game, uh, pre-show chats a little differently now, Gordon. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> constant. No, it's... Uh, so I wonder how, you know, if Reeves, you're right, should maybe work his way into it. Doesn't sound like he is. We have a clip about... Uh, He's actually, you know, controlling the music. He's dishing the pucks in warm-up. You want to go to that one, or yeah. we want to talk about the one uh, where he describes his uh, fight I, I, in game one? Either of them are fine, but whatever you prefer. Start with All the right. music, just because, you know, I think it speaks no, to his personality. let's start with getting jumped, because <laughs> All right. I'm going in the order of importance, okay? <laughs> okay. That one is irrelevant 
I'll call it a throwaway clip. Yeah. Let's go to what mattered. Let's do it. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't like getting jumped. I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever really jumped anybody. Um, you know, if you want to fight, just ask me. I'm always around. You know where to find me. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I also think it's a fair point. Listen, I'm eating out he, of the. I uh, I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, I'm I officially think, a Leaf fan drinking the Kool Aid. I, I don't think Reeves got suckered in any way, shape, or form. Not suckered, but he's on a knee when he gets picked up by a tree of a man. Listen, at the end of the day. If you're going in there to ram a guy in the glass like he did, how do? What do you expect? You're Ryan Reeves, like. Yeah, even if he expects a fight, he's literally on a knee I, after the hit, and the guy picks him up. Once you go in there with that intent, okay, he knows what's coming, and I'm sorry, all all, all bets are off out that. Uh, out. Once you establish that you're going out there to try to hurt somebody out there. I'm not saying Jack, I can't well, fight the, him there. The only That's exception the is you don't get suckered. Okay, and he didn't. That's it. Yeah. But if I want to get the first punch in and you're not ready, uh, so what? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Don't well, really then, care. It's a, it's a fight after all. It's, it's a fight. It's a fight. It's a fight. And he's allowed to okay. say that it's not a fair fight. Yeah. All day long. They, they didn't sit <laughs> there care. and, you know, have a ref and touch gloves or anything. I mean, Don't you started care. from okay. the guy's punching downhill. So, And we all know. You know how they say uh, uh, possession is nine-tenth of the law? Yeah. So is the first punch. Okay. <laughs> punch you want, you, you, go, go statisticians or an, analytic idiots. Yeah. Go back and watch every fight in the history of the game and tell me who won the fight and who threw the first punch. Okay. I am not arguing it's best to throw the first That's punch it. to win the fight. That's this it. is not a strategic I can debate. appreciate what Ryan Reeves is saying, <laughs> yeah. but once you go in there and you're slamming people around, yeah, uh, yeah. you, you know you, you know are what's eligible to be fought. Especially when you know who's on the ice. Yeah. And we teed up a few times, including our exhibition game against Tron Montreal, and what did Elliot say, right? Jack yeah. and Reeves. Reeves. Went. Not on Let's if, go. when. You're yeah. all, hey, you didn't tell me Reeves didn't know. He was he was on the ice. He knew. He knew. He knew. And I love that Reeves is able to talk about it now because they don't play till March. Yeah. Like I mean, so much anticipation, all that, but these guys can talk smack for the next five months <laughs> till they play again. Okay. Toronto, Montreal, five and, months. And Reeves was looking for it that whole shift. Like he squished somebody else earlier in that shift. He was, run, and, he was run, he was yeah. running around from the start of that shift. I think there was one way it was ending, and he yeah. probably knew that. So yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Can we talk about music? A few takers uh, uh, Saturday night for Reeves. Oh, they got Marcus Foligno. Marcus Foligno, I think that'll be a has a good chance. He'll go. Yeah, I don't know. It's back to back fights. Is he like a a a goalie now? Can he do that? Back to back games (laughs) fight. Is this a a traveling road show? Like, (laughs) (laughs) can he play hockey? Like, I don't know. know. That that one would be a good tilt. Well, last year the fighting major leader was. Delorier maybe with 11 or 12 like you just don't typically get a guy who fights 30 times in a season yeah. so it can't be a nightly yeah. affair for now this he guy. came from minnesota too so yeah there might They're be boys. some wink wink right maybe are you telling me you've ever fought anyone and it was not a real fight but just kind of a fight so both of you have fought and the okay, team first goes way of to all, go if if there had been one actually i'm fascinated by this question if, if there had been one fight just one I've ever been involved in that 
that had that, yeah. I would have been in a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So none of that. So no. And the uh, sometimes the, the I one, think there is the one, there is that that rea- the, the one I got goaded into big time was the first game that we played. Scott Stevens, when he left Washington to go to St. Louis, he signed like a $5 million contract because uh, uh, our team didn't want to pay him a million dollars a year because they forecasted that no player will ever make a million dollars a year in our game. <laughs> Sounds like your analytics team <laughs> struggled. <laughs> I, I don't know. If, uh, I won't pin that on uh, my buddy uh, David Poyle, but maybe uh, at the time the owner. Maybe yeah. the owner. Five mil then worth regardless, is $16 billion. Uh, We're playing in St. Louis, and Scott Stevens just running around, and Brian Murray's just giving it to us about, you know, the, the buds and, you know, your friend. So I went out there and I, I fought him. Yeah. <laughs> I fought him. The, the, and it was not like, let me tell you something. Scott Stevens. I, How much he, bigger he, than you is he? He would have ran over his grandmother to win. He <laughs> would have. also I'm built like you. a brick. Oh, no. This guy, like, he had, those eyes could go back as like slot machines yeah. at, uh, but he didn't at the fight casino a ton, and Pickering. Right? He didn't fight a ton. Like he was physical and mean and all that, but like you know, in those first early years, you could go find a lot of video of him fighting okay. and you know Rick Tockett and that type of uh, you know. I don't think at the time he was picking heavyweight fights, but there was a good mixture of uh, like heavy middleweights. I didn't fight a ton in the minors, but when I did, it was yeah. always coach inspired. Yeah. Like, hey, we're down six nothing. But like, was, if anyone wants to play, that was an era where you you know two or three fights a game was an, yeah. the ordinary. But right. yes, to your point, I did have to go out there and, and fight on occasion to people that, you know, you just had a teammate. Did you resent on, but... your coaches when they kind of made you the guy to go do that? Uh, no. 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 That's just you, you part of the and... job description. Yeah. So Stevens cracked 200 penalty minutes five times. So I think he probably did fight back in the day. I'm just looking at his hockey DB here. Like, how is there enough ice time? He played, he had 61 points in 77 games in 283 penalty minutes. Did he played 40 minutes a night? Like, how is he out there enough? It's insane. Unbelievable. Look at Rick Tockett's penalty oh, I know. minutes. Rick Tockett's. Right? Uh, Kevin Stevens, I think, oh, yeah. had a couple of big years. We had some. Those, uh, those Pittsburgh team members like Lemieux and Yager, it's like yeah. that. Those were good yeah. teams of Stevens yeah. and, and Talkett. Talkett's hockey DB is just friends. one of the most badass hockey DBs by far. Yeah. Like it's just, it's a man's DB. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So listen, uh, you've been waiting all day for this, and that's Ryan Reeves' uh, discussion oh. on the music. Yeah. Do you want to play it? Kevin? Yeah, let's play it for you, Sammy. Oh, for me. <laughs> I do, yeah, yeah. Not not uh, right when I get to the locker room, but once uh, once it's time to get ready for the game, yeah, it's all me. Yeah. Uh, it's all hip hop. Yeah, we we had a little bit of country going last game, and that was that got gassed pretty quickly. Yeah, you can't have that. <laughs> Who's gonna tell him no? You can't control the music. I think our guy, Luke Fox, actually wrote a rap book. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Like yeah. He's, he's a rap aficionado. Really? Uh, yes. I know. I mean, his Twitter handle is Luke Fox Jukebox. Yeah. Loves music. Yeah, he's written, I think he wrote, wrote a book about Ice-T, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I think it's called, like, Ice-T Shot yeah. Me in 11 Rap Stories or something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. He loves rap. I can't even, like, did not see I that can't come, do did the you? visual of that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it. Well, next time we have him on, you can ask him. All right, um... You want to do a couple more clips? I think we got yeah. Doug McLean uh, we, coming in soon. Yeah, we should probably hit the break and get the Doug. Okay. All right.
As we said, Off the Rails Friday, it starts with Doug McLean after the break. You're watching and listening to Real Kipper and Born. Big opinions and in-depth conversations covering the Leafs, Jays, Raptors, and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to TM Studio here at Sportsnet. You know what that stands for? What's Tim's last name? <laughs> McAuliffe. <laughs> Got it. You're a really smart, intelligent guy. No, I just wear glasses. <laughs> you know who else wears end. glasses and I question how intelligent he is? I'm Our next guess. guest. I don't want to guess wrong. Our next guest. Did he go to a... A, the, the wrong link to join us i'm or did per, you send him the wrong I, link i have no i don't send anyone any links i'm not running the thing so we're just figuring out oh yeah what, that's because you're a tv star well, like, right now i know they put me in the studio i am after all the producer of the television program or the radio program so his boys are like he's a meme now and his like group chat oh, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. pics of him and stuff I, oh really uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. but I don't, I don't really care about that i love it but yeah you know, anything I can make the people happy. So maybe you guys can talk and I'll produce here for a second. <laughs> okay, yeah, no problem at all. So I got to see you fight Scott Stevens. So uh, somebody sent you that? Our boy, the sports beard on, uh, on Twitter. Our oh, guy. That's awesome. He pulled it up quick. You got a couple of dirty mitts into Stevens' face there. That was good. Took off one of their best defensemen, according to the commentator, which was good. And then he lassoed me, I think, and threw me to the ice. He, he seemed upset. Scott. Yeah. No, there's never a time when he's really n- not upset. Okay. He's just a, he's just a yeah. constant, uh, uh, I say ball of hate for a guy like Pat Verbeek, but he yeah. was close to being a ball of hate. Yeah. Where he's just always like got the, he played like he had, always had a chip on his shoulder. On his he's never happy. And maybe that's why you win Stanley Cups and you're often regarded as one of the, uh, best defenseman in the history of the game do you, would you not put him yeah. up there with when i when i talk in about that era he when, was when i talk about one of the best i'm talking about like you know f- a five tool guy yeah. that can can do so much out there and one of them was intimidate and 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 scare people that you know if you're not careful you know i.e lindros that yeah. he can he can hurt you all right all right, let's welcome him in. Promised off the rails Friday, former NHL president, GM, head coach, blah, blah, blah. But this is the important one. Author of Draft Day, how hockey teams pick winners or get left behind. There he is, Doug oh, McClay. And he gets a, and, and you actually, we, we got the book on screen. How's that? You know what? I got to tell you, it looks pretty good. Uh, I'm going to read it someday, you know? <laughs> Is, was Scott Morrison that good that he just just needed you to put your name on it? Scott Morrison uh, was very good. Um, I think he's getting way too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> Which does not sit with you at all well. <laughs> no. No, you know what? Uh, we had a great time doing the book. We really did, and... Uh, 
he's the perfect guy. Um, you know, he's got, he's, he's done so many of them. And, uh, this was, this was a, it was a ton of work. It was three years putting this together and uh, both of us worked pretty hard at it. So it was, it was fun. So you leave PEI and you're now down in Florida where no one cares about you. Well, I'm actually, I'm in Connecticut. I played uh, golf today, a beautiful Ridgeway country club in Danbury, Connecticut. So I, 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 we're on our way to Florida, but I got a chance to play today and it was kind of nice, you know, and then just finished a little game of pickleball. So just trying to relax on the trip, you know? Yoga next. You got full days. It sounds like a pretty good life. Uh, I'm hoping you had time to catch the Toronto Maple Leafs opening game of the season. You know, we have you on all year long. We talk about the Leafs all the time. I would love to get your initial take on what you saw out of the Maple Leafs to start their season. Well, I think it's it's more more of the same a little bit in that they can score and they've got to figure out if they're going to become a team that defends. And, uh, you know, the goaltending is, is, I think, is still a problem and I still think their blue line is a problem. Um, so, you know, and, and and their cap is a problem. So, um, you know, it's great to be that great offensive team. And, I you know, I know they're tough guys, you know, got involved a little bit, but I, I liked uh, Reeves comment today, you know, if you're going to fight, don't jump me, which I didn't, I, you know, I didn't, bl- I don't blame him for that. I thought it was a bit of a, a jump in, but anyway, I, I think, you know, them in Edmonton and these teams that go, I watched Florida play last night against Philly and we saw unbelievable goaltending in that game. Merzlikens and Carter Hart were outstanding. So I think, you know, the games that have been, a little tough to watch have been goaltending weakness and defensive lapses and both teams have got to figure that out you know mac brett tree living is new he comes this summer um and obviously as, as a general manager you want to see with your own eyes what you have but he's been around long enough but he he would know the, the the principles on his blue line very well because he's either scouted in the past or he's watched him compete right. against his team in Calgary. So he must have had some preconceived notion of what the Leafs were on, on a blue line. Is there a chance that, you know, some of these guys can win him over to the point where they they aren't what he thought they are or they are what he thought they are? You know, I don't know. I don't want to speak for Brad, but how would he not and his staff not know what they are when we've been talking about it for a, a long time? And and I, I go back to what we talked about a couple of years ago, and that is they, they've got to move somebody from up front and acquire a top two, a number two, at least a number three defenseman. And maybe better than that. And and we all know who we're talking about. Nylander's been one of their best players in the playoffs last year. Full marks in. But guys, somebody's got to go off the upfront grouping to be able to contend for a Stanley Cup. I, I, I mean, it, it's just not going to work. I and mean, we were at game two and we're talking about, or at least I'm talking about. It. So, you know, they can bring in all the guys they want, but if they don't fix the blue line, they don't have a number one blue liner. How? Who wins the cup without a number one blue line? Nobody does. 
It is extremely when they fluked it. Yeah, (laughs) fluked it. It is extremely (laughs) uncommon. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, we've been talking about young guys on this show because they got Fraser Minton in the lineup at 19 years old. Joseph Wolves, their backup goaltender, who they may have to go to if Samsonov's not looking good. Where do you stand on having these guys involved for them right now on a team with cup aspirations? Well, you know what? I know I hate to go back to the old days, but, you know, we had Jovanovski as a 19-year-old, Rhett Werner as a 19-year-old, Nita Meyer as 21-year-olds, and they're real important players on our team. Yeah. And, and they were guys that played with bite, and they were physical presence, all of them. Uh, so I don't have a problem with youth. I have a problem with lack of talent, and that's what is happening right now on their blue line. Yeah. From from you know watching all last year and essentially the same blue line back again, and you know Klingberg, okay, uh, he was great three years ago. Um, so we we've got to see an improvement back there. And again, I, I I'm not sold on Samsonov. I'm not so. It's the same old, same old for me. And look, I know they had a good first round. And uh, I just think Brad has got to make a big deal. Just, a big deal. Doug, just to follow up on, on JB, uh, just your overall feelings and thoughts about carrying a 19-year-old. Uh, Fraser Minton comes in and certainly has shown uh, a lot of poise. Uh uh, high IQ for being in the right places at the right time. Anyone in particularly uh, in particular that you 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 can kind of draw, whether it was in Detroit or or Florida or Columbus, that can come in and and really hold the wow factor at at age eighteen or nineteen. And, and what is the I, I danger? It, and what is the danger of of not I, holding okay, on to somebody? I, I, the game has changed where kids can now come in and play. There's no doubt about that. We see it all over the league. Uh, but when you want when you want to win a championship, I think it'll be a challenge for the kid to keep up. I mean, there's excitement. There's, you know, everything's a little bit slower right now. It's going to look, the preseason's one thing. The regular season goes up 25%. And then when you get to the 20 game mark, it's going up another level. And I think sometimes that's when the kids really start to to scramble, but Hey, he's a good prospect. You like lots of things about him, but this is a team that better advance. And I hate to say it in game one and two already, but that's all it's about. It's all about building towards that April when it really, really counts. All right, Doug, I want to ask you about the general manager position and I don't want to paint these guys in the wrong light, but like tree living seems like a great guy. Everyone likes tree living. Everyone in the NHL seems to have his number. They say nice things about him, whatever. Dubas's reputation here in Toronto was smart guy. Analytics saw things really well. You know what? Maybe people didn't weren't as open to working with him. What's more important in that role as a GM to be a great guy that people like and a facilitator or someone who's really smart? Obviously you want the best of both worlds, but do you not see the contrast in the types of GMs that they've had here? I mean, there's a big contrast in the types, but you know, Kyle Dubas, you know, was a good guy, yeah. a nice guy uh, and a smart guy. A tree has been around a long time, but they both won the same amount. And when you're a GM, there's only one thing that happens, and that's you have to win or you don't last. 
you know, he left Calgary. I, I don't know what happened there, but he didn't win there. He had good teams. He did a nice job, but he didn't win. And in Toronto, he's got to win. He, he's got to win, and he's got to win quick with this group because each year the window closes a little bit more. So, you know, to me, I, I, I like the fact about Tree Living that he's not afraid to make big deals. He's not afraid to make them. And I think if he's going to win in Toronto, he's got to make a really big deal and fix the problem that's been there for three or four years. I'm sure he, he looked already. And uh, until we see the cap go up significantly in the next few years, Mac, uh, does he, are the Leafs so desperate this year to win that you almost have to make a, a, a trade for the sake of making a trade? If it's not there, can you yeah. envision uh, well, a well, team that stays intact like this one? What what you do is you look at who won the Stanley Cup the year before. GMs do that. It's an automatic. As soon as the season's over, you take Vegas and you break Vegas down. How did they win? Or the year before, whoever is the winner, you break it down and you try to say, okay, how do we compare to that team that was able to go through a, a, ser- a the series they went through? And if you break down the Las Vegas team and you say, put Vegas's defense against the Toronto Maple Leafs defense and tell me what you have. An unfair fight? Close. Yeah. It's an unfair fight. And you look at the teams that are winning Stanley Cups in the last number of years, and you tell me how Toronto compare their blue line to those championship teams. Not even close. Look at St. Louis, even when they won the Cup a number of years ago. Why did they win the Cup? I mean, look Colton at their Colton Perisico turned himself into the best shutdown guy. Yeah, plus, yeah, yeah, plus Perico, the, yeah. their Perico, defense yeah. was pretty good, you know. Yeah, no, that, that makes a huge difference. You know, what did I say? It was a cross between Tarasenko, Tarasenko. and Pareko. It was a Parasenko. Oh, my God. That was horrible. <laughs> Parasenko. We, I was been... wondering who the hell you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pulled a Doug McClain there. As, as an author, I, I, cle- I speak much clearer now. I, I have a <laughs> James Patterson type uh, era around. You know, you know, I mean, I've got that Patterson sort of coolness now you know <laughs> you need a smoking jacket and a cigar to do these interviews so hey we've been talking about something totally unimportant on their show and kipper keeps killing sammy and i because we're talking about they changing the goal song and ryan reeves is changing the music in the dressing room and you, oh, who cares well listen you were involved in operations in columbus right you had oh my god input. his, his biggest not contra- matter his biggest contribution uh in, in 10 years in columbus was stinger <laughs> Listen, the mascot. Stinger. Listen, the initial mascot. Or the, or the cannon. The phallic cannon. Yeah, like, give me a break. Tree Living has never gone through what I went through when the night before the home opener in franchise history, the mascot resigned because he couldn't stand the pressure. <laughs> That's pressure. That's pressure. And I had to bone the chiller and tell them, I need somebody that can put this damn costume on and skate around the ice. <laughs> That's pressure. He knew that nobody recognized him, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway. Uh, music? No. You, you didn't touch oh. the music? Oh, my God. I, I mean. It was front page I, news in Toronto. Not a joke. 
Yeah, well, that, that's that's a problem. <laughs> I mean, look, in my put Taylor Swift on if you want, let it go. She's the big star. Let, let you know, whatever it is. I've just cares? had about enough of her. Yeah. That's the, that's out. when D, that's Dion. Dion, when he became captain, took over control of the music, and it seemed to be if Berkey was happy with it. So I don't know. I never really thought about the music when I was a GM. It never entered my mind about the music or the goal songs. What entered my mind is we couldn't win many games. That's what <laughs> entered my mind. Needed more hauling out. Hey, I, I got to ask you, your, your good buddy, Ken Holland, so many people picked the Edmonton Oilers to win the Stanley Cup on sportsnet.ca. And uh, what, what, would, what would be going through his mind after that shellacking to Vancouver? Well, you know what? I, I think they feel they've got a really good team there. I, I, I think they feel better about their blue line. There's no denying the grouping up front. Um, the goaltending is, is, is an issue. Look, I thought they deserved to beat Vegas last year in that series. I really did. They played real well. If it wasn't for the, you know, the nurse problem there, they probably would have won that series. So, to me, uh, Kenny's been around long enough, and he's he. I think he feels pretty comfortable with his group right now. And I know Vancouver one game, big deal. I mean, it's like Rimmer. By the way, did you see <laughs> Rimmer's resignation letter? No, no. He wrote an essay yesterday announcing that he this is his last season. Jeff Rimmer. So let's just be clear here. Uh, the play-by-play announcer for Columbus is Jeff Rimmer. Yeah, and he's he's going. This is his last season. He's stepping down, and he wrote an essay, and it was longer than the U.S. United States Constitution. <laughs> Were you mentioned? Of course, I was, and I talked him into coming to Columbus. I talked him into coming to Columbus. <laughs> the truth is. He was whining that the Panthers weren't paying him during the lockout, and he wanted to come because I'd pay him. So <laughs> that's why he came. But anyway, he stepped. He's he's done after this year, and it's big. He, I think he did it because he's trying to get in the Hall of Fame. You know that media wing of the Hall of Fame. I think he's trying yeah, to get the in. Foster. Yeah, I think um, that's where who doesn't love I a victory lap on the uh, way out. Doug, you, you deserve friend, a victory lap. We'll just, give you one. You tell us when it's time for the victory lap. <laughs> I'm just joking. Are you like um, are you are you in your RV in in uh, Connecticut? No, no. Where's the RV? The, uh, no, I sold the RV. No, you did not to pay for yeah, the Porsche. Thirty-seven thousand miles in three summers, and you know we're got, what we've got a plan now. We're going to fly out to California and rent one and do, do the uh, coast. Uh, because now that I know how everything works on them, the you know, like the septic system and the water system and the electrical system, we can rent one now. So that's what we're going to do. So, all we're, right, uh, we're just here. Jill and I are, are trailing each other on the highway. All cars. right, okay. Let the dog out, eh? Whatever <laughs> is yapping behind you. Chihuahua's at your feet there. How is the new show going? You're four to six. Well, how's it was it fine. Up until maybe 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Thanks for I listened to the other network the other day. I I, I think uh, 
I think things are going to be really good for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rating and review by Doug McLean. Hey, thanks for doing so this, Mac. Safe travels. Thanks, Mac. Take care, guys. Okay, usually it's Mac who throws it off the rails, but uh, I threw a curveball with you with the uh, Parasenko. <laughs> right? By, by the way, whose house is Mac in in Connecticut? Junior oh, Soprano's house? No, he's, he's, <laughs> he's got friends everywhere, that guy. He's got a shack in Florida, yeah. one in PEI. So can I tell you this quick that story? Stinger story. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to tell us he threw it on for opening night. Yeah. I was waiting for that. So... Uh, I'm not the only one that mixes names. Mike Keenan, one game, had uh, Mike Gardner Mike Gartner, and Mike Hartman. Oh. And he calls up on the next shift. Gartman? Messier. Yeah. Messier, Graves, and Gartman. <laughs> <laughs> and he at each says other. it twice. Is that you? Is that you? And Me? that's exactly what happened. So now Mike Hartman, who hadn't had a shift the whole game, oh is... My super excited yeah. right but he's like he looks at garts and he's like did you hear what i heard if i'm garts i'm going we know who it was and, <laughs> no i scored no. 700 garts had had it up to here with keenan oh yeah so he was like the first thing he does is just roll his eyes and to his credit he says hey mike go he did eh? yes and mike hartman's super excited now <laughs> and he looks at me he goes what do you think i said Go, you got a 50-50 chance. <laughs> he stands up, puts one leg over the boards, and Keenan with two arms goes, where the hell do you think you're going? Sit down. That's great. Yeah. That's really That's funny. That's it. Good call for Gaffer Gartner, letting him go, though. Yeah. What a teammate. Yeah. Um, speaking of Tarasenko mm-hmm. and Well, they're not Ottawa. happy in Ottawa with him, eh? Five million bucks. Five million bucks. I want to pick up this conversation okay, yes. in the National Hour, okay? All right. They hired the a rather senators. important alumni today, too. Alfie. Yeah. Daniel Alferson. Okay. That and so much more as we open it up nationally on the Real Kipper and Born Show. Stick around.